bathing the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts because we want you to be better informed and inspired to help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Herman. How are you doing today? Magnificent. You're in Miami, right? Yes, I'm at the University of Miami at this hour inside a uh, very, very quiet little room that we have here. Everybody will enjoy listening to the radio people broadcast all of them for the rest of the day, I think. They've got <laughs> us in a little dance studio here that's uh, sort of the overflow room from the main filing center for the press tonight in the yes. spin room for tonight's GOP debate. So the uh, the second part of the twin build down here, the Democratic debate last night and the Republicans tonight. Last night, what's your take on the Democrat debate? Well, I mean, I thought it was interesting in that uh, all the focus on immigration last night, obviously, I'm not sure that anybody came out with a distinct advantage or anything. One thing that was notable was that Hillary Clinton, again, sort of reached back into the record of Bernie Sanders in the Senate to pull out the different things to attack him about. Remember, on Sunday, it was his votes concerning the auto bailout. Last night, it was his vote against uh, immigration reform that had been pushed by Senator Ted Kennedy back, I think it was 2007 was the vote she pulled out. And so, again, looking for ways to undermine him and to say, in fact, on a couple of immigration things that he was siding with Republicans rather than Democrats. Sanders uh, noted and noted accurately at times that Clinton had sort of been all over the map on immigration. Frankly, both parties have been all over the map in recent years. And, uh, and, and certainly he seemed like he had a little more energy in him in the aftermath of that win in Michigan that certainly nobody expected. Sanders is doing a few events around Florida today. I think he's up in Gainesville at the University of Florida. Then he's doing an event in the Orlando area. Hillary Clinton is uh, on the road. I think she's over in Tampa today, if I remember correctly, uh, and then heading on to other states after that. Remember, next Tuesday for both parties, we've got not only Florida here, but also North Carolina, Ohio, Illinois, and Missouri. So five different obvious choices for everybody to go to. And, you know, again, I, I think that if you're a Clinton supporter or a Sanders supporter, you have to sort of wonder what will happen in sort of uh, some of those industrial states of, of uh, Illinois and Ohio and Missouri, especially after watching the numbers, the polling disaster that we had in Michigan. You have to sort of wonder, are things closer? And will Sanders be able to break through in any of those states next Tuesday? Yeah, that is that is a big concern. But it is clear that Rubio isn't gaining in the ground, according to the latest polls for Florida, is he? Well, uh, there was a poll that just came out that had him behind only by, I think it was eight. So the, the, the discrepancies you're see, seeing in the polling in Florida, I think, are due to the methodology. There's something down here called the voter file. And if you, if you just do a regular kind of poll where you ask people to self-identify who they are, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat, because remember, it's closed, a closed primary down here, you get much different results. For example, uh, the Washington Post poll, the Monmouth poll, uh, and two others all had this as single digits. The Post poll today was seven points. That was the difference. Uh, the Fox poll, the Quinnipiac poll, CNN and Survey USA, all those rely on self-identifying uh, by the, the people that are called, and all those have been in between 16 and 23 points. So there's a big difference there in the methodology. We'll have to see what happens next week. I tend to think it's not in the 20-point range, but we'll have to uh, wait for the verdict of the voters. But when you look at those polls, they are done differently, and the results could not be any more different as well. Yeah, that's what concerns me about some of these polls, that some outlets, not all of them, they take it as gospel, when in fact, as you said, and I 
This is one of the things that you and I agree on. They are trends, and you have to look at those trends. Now, in Ohio, the trend shows that Kasich is leading in most of the polls, but he's it's not that big a gap between no, him and Donald Trump. No, it's not, and certainly I think there's a lot of areas in that state that would trend toward Trump, certainly, and that he'd be able to exploit sort of that, uh, you know, the uh, the, uh, the the white, uh, you know, uh, working class areas that would be more, I think, inclined to vote for a Trump and find somebody to, to be behind like that. But you're right, Governor Kasich has been able to uh, change the poll numbers around in Ohio from being down to being ahead, and judging from that event I went to the other day in Toledo, you know, for a sitting governor, who a lot of people were sort of just giving the back of the hand to, there were a lot of people who showed up at that event, and I, th- I think uh, he's got a decent chance. I mean, if we had to rate it, Herman, I think we'd honestly have to say that Kasich probably has a better chance to win in Ohio than Rubio does here in Florida. I would agree with that, just based upon what we've been able to see. Sure, and look, the problem for Rubio was um, was showed yesterday. As I got into Miami yesterday, Rubio was having an event in Hialeah. And I was getting texts and email messages saying that, look, Rubio's canceled his event. He's not showing up. He's canceled all of his events. He doesn't have anything on the schedule the rest of the weekend. He might even get out today. He might even get out at the debate. And then I I sort of looked up, and I, I saw, no, Rubio's going ahead with his event it may have not had a huge amount of people. And then Rubio is doing events uh, over the weekend, and Rubio's got something tomorrow. So his problem right now is dealing with the rumors, which, of course, spread really fast now in the age yep. of social media. Yep. And just that sense that the wheels are coming off. And as I've told you before, I mean, think about it. Today's the 10th. It's only been nine days since Super Tuesday. Look how swiftly he has run off the rails with his campaign, simply because he really didn't do that well on Super Tuesday. And it's a reminder, Just and I'll say it again, when things start going the wrong way in one of these campaigns they can go really really fast and i think we've watched that with rubio and that makes it even more difficult for him here in florida because the voters sense this stuff they may not pay really close attention to all the stuff about who believes what or where somebody stands on this issue or that issue but they have a good common sense i believe for momentum people like to vote for a winner People like to vote for somebody who's going up, not for somebody who's going down. Uh, certainly, there's been anecdotal evidence of people voting strategically uh, in Florida and other states, and I would think that would impact things as well. But Rubio not only has to catch up to Trump, who obviously is the front runner, but he's got to overcome, I'm sure, some people sitting at home and thinking, you know what, I'd like to vote for him, but I don't think he's going to win, so I don't want to waste my vote. And as you rise in the polls, your contributions come in. Yep, as that's the other thing. As you fall in the polls, away, yep. your contributions go down. So you're and then the word right. is today, I saw one report that Rubio's not even spending any money directly on, on running ads here in Florida, that it's all outside money that's doing it. So, you know, that's a perfect example. And I and I can tell you from the uh, when the heady times of the Rubio campaign, you would get emails from their press people talking about, well, they're going to have a chartered plane that go from here, and do you want to be a part of that? And you don't right. see those emails anymore. No, no, you don't. And he made a startling admission on Megyn Kelly's program on Fox last night about it was a mistake to try to go after Trump with the type of, um, you know, insults that he tried to hurl at him. Now, I think that was evident from uh, the get-go. I think the 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 uh, going after Trump on the issues would have worked well. Yes. But when he got into that weekend, when he really amped it up on the spray tan and other things, I, I think you could tell that the people at his rallies, they weren't really into that. And really, uh, as I think about it, because I saw him, and that debate was a Thursday night, and I saw him again over the weekend, and he had tamped that down. And you could tell he even said several times, you know, I want to keep it on the issues. And I think he even felt like that maybe he had taken it too far and really gone down and, and done the exact same thing to Trump that Trump was doing to him. And so, yeah, I I do think that that was, you know, uh, if he'd kept it on the issues and talked about, and he's tried in the debate. If you go back and watch the last two debates, there's so many times when Rubio sort of stands and points at Trump and says, see, uh, we're talking about issues and all he does is insult me. It's all insults. And, you know, it's really the truth. 
Trump does not fight you on the issues so much. He defaults really to personal insults and put downs and the, the lightweight Marco or the little Marco and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll hear more of that tonight. Very interesting. Do you think Carla Fiorina's endorsement of Cruz will be helpful? I don't think it really does anything. I mean, I don't think there's like a block of votes, but I thought what was interesting about it was simply the time and the place. It was right. done at a rally in Miami, in Rubio's backyard, uh, you know, right there. And so yep. certainly, uh, look, if, if if Carly Fiorina had a gigantic block of votes, she'd still be in the race. That's not meant as a dig at her. That's just the, the God's know. honest truth. Yeah. But I do think it was important from the point of view of Cruz coming into Rubio's turf and basically saying, hey, I've got this endorsement. Now, Cruz is doing to Rubio what basically Rubio did to Cruz in Texas. One event the day before the debate, one event the day after. He's doing one up in Orlando tomorrow, and then I haven't seen any more schedule, but I assume that Cruz is then going to head to some of the other states. The schedule is going to tell us a very interesting story over the next few days. I mean, I assume Rubio stays in the state of Florida exclusively. Kasich has already put out his schedule up until the uh, primary day. He's only going to be, after he leaves here for the debate, he's going to be only in Ohio over the weekend and all the way till Tuesday. Trump is going to be in Ohio on Saturday, and he's going to hit St. Louis and Chicago tomorrow. So that's uh, several of the states right there. Trump has not had a rally here in Florida in a little while. I guess he's probably just going to use the exposure from the debate more than anything else. But a cruise to me is the big question mark. Where does he decide to play? Where does he decide to go over the next couple of days? Does he go to Missouri? Does he go to Illinois? Does he go to Ohio and spend any time there? Does he go up to North Carolina? You know, North Carolina is a purely proportional state. So you don't get any extras, in a sense, for winning up there. But whatever your percentage is, that's the percent of delegates you're going to get. So in addition to the two that we talk most about or the media talks most about, Florida and Ohio, you've got Missouri, Illinois, North Carolina. Is there another one? Yeah, and uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Missouri, and Illinois. Florida has okay. 99 delegates. Uh, North Carolina actually has the second most with 72, but because it's proportional, you're not going to run away with that in a sense. Then comes 66 for Ohio. You have Missouri that has 52, I believe, and then uh, Illinois has 69. So, uh, you know, those two states there... You can. There's a certain pot of delegates for winning statewide, and then there's a pot of delegates for each individual congressional district. And so it's you know different strategies for getting districts, but still very important. All those states. I think my count was 358 or so delegates for next Tuesday. I guess I better figure that out exactly to say it on the air. But um, uh, look, there there's an awful lot there's more in Florida yeah. that's out there. And that's why when you look at Cruz or something like that, he may not win in Florida or Ohio, but he's got to find a way to get delegates next week. Because certainly, if Trump were to win one of two, the two big ones, Cruz does not want to get too far behind. Because 99 delegates in Florida is a big chunk, especially if it's your main opponent who's getting it. The other thing that jumped out at me was the latest Fox poll that had in Ohio... Rubio was in single digits, I think, well, like that doesn't 7%. surprise me at all. I would think that would be partially from people doing strategic voting and partially from people knowing he hasn't been here in Ohio. I mean, right. that's why I wasn't really that shocked at, at the bad results for Rubio this week, because I, I really think that people know people are watching the news. They understand he's doing one thing. He's doing Florida. Yeah. And if he can win in Florida, he can stay in the race and then they can think about him in the Northeast later on. If he doesn't win in Florida, uh, then by Tuesday night, he'll be saying sayonara. When the money dries up, guess yep. what? You've got to call it quits. Well, there's one of two things you can do. You can reach into your own pocket, or you can uh, decide to call it quits. And I, I think that uh, we all know exactly what a lot of people And let me do. tell you what I experienced. When you have to reach into your, your own pocket, 
it burns a lot faster yep. than when you're using contributions. And it hurts. And it, it hurts. hurts a lot more and a lot longer. Thanks, Jamie. We'll look see to you, hear Herman. from you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. I'll be up in uh, West Palm Beach, I think, tomorrow at this time for a Rubio event. So we'll see you then. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.